Hello and welcome to the week two recap edition of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. I'm your host, Jump3220. Keep it at 32 as always. And I am joined by the freaking beast himself, Alex. Uh, Alex, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, and I'd just like to take a moment to recognize a very special birthday on the podcast oh, today. Cool. Yeah, um, today is Kenny Britt's birthday, so I'd just like to oh, shout awesome. him out. I knew it couldn't be and, genuine. <laughs> well, I, I, why can't I recognize Kenny Britt's birthday, Reeb? It is I, genuinely his birthday, Reeb. Is he I'm even a big, on a team? Reeb, you don't care about players that aren't on a team? He's looking for a job right so, now. Yeah, it's his birthday, man. <laughs> he really? Needs a birth, he needs our support now more than ever. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, Kenny, come on, he's unpaid right now. Yeah, yeah, seriously. He yeah, needs... Actually, probably getting paid, but quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the Patriots and got cut, so I assume part of his salary was guaranteed. Probably. I guess we got to have some mutual respect then. Yeah. So, uh, happy birthday, Kenny Britton. Good to have you. you. Heard a few other voices. One of those voices is of Pep. Pep, how the Pep are you? Uh, pepping around, just finished a good day of fake work and ready to get back to real work here on this podcast. That's exciting. We got a lot to cover up. And, uh, of course, we wouldn't be a show without Reeb, the uh, unpaid intern. Do not let his name fool you here that he tries to trick us on our recording studio because he is still unpaid regardless of what day it is. How are you, Reeb? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I didn't realize I shared a birthday with Kenny Britt, but, you know. Oh, it's your oh, birthday, shoot. Reeb. It's your birthday, Reeb? Oh, gosh. Happy birthday. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's cool, man. We wouldn't give you a shout out with Kenny Britt. We just kind of messed that one up. I'm bad. <sighs> it's all good. It's all good. Happy I'll give to be you a here. 10, 10% raise for your birthday, Reeb. Oh, all right. So that we'll, totals we'll, to still we'll double, zero. We'll double what you're paying you. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so somebody who actually just has a, a new job with a new place is a great place for us to start our pod. Uh, it's what a lot of people are talking about. I know we are very excited um, this particular player is near and dear to specifically Pep's heart, so I want to kind of lead it to him. How are you feeling about this whole new Josh Gordon saga? Wow, it was kind of a, a roller coaster seeing the news go down. A lot of people, unfortunately, speculated, you know, when the Browns were announcing they were releasing Josh Gordon. I thought it was a little bit dramatic on the Browns' part, but it obviously worked. A lot of teams started calling in, trying to trade for him. And he went to the Patriots for a fifth round pick. And it is uh, clear he's still got quite a bit of talent. And I think that Patriots receiving corpse gets a lot better. Uh, I will miss having my jersey be relevant. But that's that, that, that'll be a, an iconic jersey for, for years to come. Uh, but yeah, how do you guys really feel about the, the Patriots kind of being the Patriots and somehow seemingly stealing an incredibly a talented player for a uh, a fifth-round pick. I think they fleeced the Browns. They got a star, and they only had to give a a fifth-round pick. And then I thought I saw earlier today that they got a seventh-round pick from the Browns, too, for this. Which, you know, it doesn't mean much, but it's still something in return. Yeah, I mean, the Browns were planning on cutting him anyway. Um so I think they were probably – I mean, if it was any other team than the Patriots, I think nobody would care about the fact that the Browns traded him for a fifth-round pick. But uh, I pretty much – I called this when 
the news broke out about Josh Brown, I said he was either going to, or <laughs> Josh Gordon. Sorry. About the same player. Yeah, Josh from Josh Gordon from the Browns. Um, that he was either going to go to the Cowboys or the Patriots. And if he goes to the Cowboys, uh, then he would fail miserably. But fortunately for him, he's going to the Patriots. Uh, so he will inevitably uh, put up Randy Moss-type numbers. And the Patriots will go back to the Super Bowl. I, I'm terribly excited for Josh Gordon. I really wish the best for him. It's a fun target, really, for Tom Brady to have. But I am just struggling to be quite as um, cavalier on how well it's going to work out for the Patriots here. I I I just struggle to see him kind of turning around and gelling immediately. He was already practicing. And I'm sure they'll make it as simple as they can playbook for him for this weekend. Do you guys really think he can make an immediate impact for this team? Well, I think this was a move five years in the making from when they played Josh Gordon when he was on the Browns, December 8th, 2013, when he had seven catches for 151 yards. They almost beat the Patriots that day. So I think they know he could be an immediate impact. I think Brady would make him an immediate impact for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to play all that much to start out. He'll probably play on a very limited snap count. Um, but they'll be able to use him in the red zone, get get him involved on just a few plays, uh, and he'll he. I think he will make an immediate impact. He won't. I, I was being a little bit facetious when I said he was going to put up Randy Moss type numbers. Um, that's because what kind of people expect when receiver goes to the Patriots. Um, but I think he will make uh, definitely make an impact for the Patriots uh, for the better and towards the end of the season. Uh, hopefully, it works out and he is able to be that dominant receiver. It's crazy how we thought like a couple weeks ago that the Patriots had one of the worst receiver cores. And now in a couple weeks, Gordon's going to come back into it. Edelman will be back and they're going to have a actually really good receiving core. An intriguing lineup, even with Philip Dorsett. He's playing all right. Yeah. And Sonny Michelle and James White out of the back. Yeah, they'll be, a, of course, as always, the Patriots are an interesting team to watch. Uh, but as we'll get into it later in the show, they are still not even the top team in their very own division. This could could be the thing that swings it and gives them a division title. Because uh, <laughs> it's, really, it's really a doubt. <laughs> but before we kind of get there... Um, and the Patriots struggle a lot due to their, their defense and lack of speed there. Uh, and just thinking about all the defenses we've seen, we've seen them for two weeks. You got a, a better idea of what they have. And I'm just kind of curious to know, not necessarily what are your top favorite defenses, best defenses in the league, but what are your defenses that you're most excited to watch? So Alex, what are your uh, top defenses in the excited to watch category? Well, first, I have to turn it over to Thursday Night Football that's coming up. Jets v. Browns, and I am excited to watch this Browns defense. I watched both of their first two games, and their defense is just, it's so aggressive. They're, they At every level, they're, they're, they get after the quarterback. Miles Garrett is looking like a star defensive player of the year candidate. Um, their linebackers are good. They'll come up, make tackles. And their secondary also, they they'll rally to the they're not lockdown corners by any means but they'll 
come up, make plays. They'll jump routes for interceptions. They're leading the league in turnovers right now. Uh, and, you know, maybe the reason they're making tackles is probably because Greg Williams is putting bounty on, on the other <laughs> players. But um, we'll just ignore that and pretend that they're just an aggressive bunch that, you know, wants to wants to make plays. <laughs> they are interesting. The turnover di- differential has been astounding for their squad. I mean, they're plus six through two, uh, two games. They've already forced a ton of turnovers. Uh, and still, even with that, uh, even with consistently winning this turnover battle, they have not been able to win a game. But I don't really think it's their defenses to blame all that much. Although they couldn't stop the Saints when it counted. Blame the kicker all you wanted, but they... Uh... Hashtag play <laughs> Terod made that awesome throw. You think Baker makes that fourth down? He did. That, that, that was a very clutch throw, but he had... He has basically been garbage the rest of hey, his. Tarod has back. given or has put them in position to be two and zero if they had a decent kicker. Yes, he's been clutch, but I don't know. Baker's pretty clutch himself, and I think he would give them a little more consistent offense than. Yeah, Tyron for the record, has. I'm totally with Alex Starnberger Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Reeb, we can go to you. What what defenses are you excited to see? I'm actually excited to watch the Bears. I was not high on them when the season's well before the Mac trade. Um, I just they were all right defense last year, um, but I was not expecting this amount of sacks. Yes, they played the Seahawks this past week, and their offensive line is not the greatest, but they are just flying around all over the place. Mac is really making a difference, earning every single penny of that deal, which is saying something. He's got, what, two strip sacks in the past two games? Mm-hmm. Yep. If only it, Kyle Fuller could catch the football. Yeah, that they could be sitting at 2-0 and right now. But, I mean, I think the defense is going to be what carries this Bears team. Uh, Trubisky has not looked the best. I don't... I think people were expecting more of a a step this year, and he just, I don't know, he looks better than last year, but still, I don't know, people are expecting that golf jump, and it hasn't happened on that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the Bears, too. Uh, their first game, I thought uh, they, you know, they got, that Mac did pretty much all his damage in the first half of that game, uh, and he, I think he just kind of got tired as the game wore on. He wasn't, you know, he had, had been holding out, so he hadn't gotten fully into shape probably um, understandable and Rokon smith uh barely played in that game too and he's looked awesome while he's been on the field um so i think the defense will only get better yeah it, it certainly is exciting that first half of the season for cleo mack was something to behold and it's amazing that john gruden can still say with a straight face no regrets uh <laughs> But uh, looking for me, a defense that I am always excited uh, to, to see is this uh, defense for Kansas City because they cannot stop anybody. And it's so much fun to watch them give up a bunch of points because it means that their offense has to go out and do crazy, exciting things. So, you know, when the Chiefs are playing, it is going to be a fun game. Only only the Chiefs could be up 21-0 almost lose the game and you had still have a quarterback who uh, only had five incompletions and threw for six touchdowns and no, uh, no interceptions. So uh, you got, you got to love watching that uh, chiefs chiefs defense there. Formerly 
used to be ball hawking and all these great things is now just kind of uh, no more. Thankfully, yeah, they currently is, have the offense to back it up. It is ridiculous at how great of an offensive performance that was. And they still almost lost. That last punt almost got blocked, and the Steelers could have won it right there. Just ridiculous. Best defense but, is uh, good offense. As uh, Alex and I were talking before the show, yes, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they'll give you up 500 yards a game, but uh, you got to prove that you can uh, stop them. So, again, yeah, <laughs> best defense is, is an unbelievably good offense. So Patrick Mahomes uh, just has to throw five touchdowns a game, and the Chiefs are good. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, a solid game. No pressure. Uh, but, uh, Pat, I'm curious to hear, is there a particular defense that gets you excited uh, to see them come on the field? Oh, man. Well, Reeb and Alex both took my answers. Uh, but I would have to say the Bears as well. The Bears, with this Khalil Mack addition, have looked so different. I mean, Prince Amukamara, of all people, just got a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> that, and they said that was his first interception in 41 games. <laughs> and it was on Russell Wilson, and that was the second pick six of his career. But the team looks totally different. Um, I feel like I could even make an argument that this team kind of looks like the 2006 Bears with Mitch Trubisky just being a weak-armed Rex Grossman. (laughs) Um, But if I wanted to talk about a different defense, I would say the Rams' defense is one to watch. Um, I I wouldn't say they've had particularly difficult matchups in their first two games. Uh, They really found their groove in the second half against the Raiders, and really just crushed the Cardinals, rightfully so. And I just want to see how they play down the road with all those acquisitions and do they pan out and play yeah. to their to their contract. For a defense to not let the opposing team into their half for the whole game, <laughs> except for the last play, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that just I guess it just says a lot about the Cardinals. I would, that, like, to, yeah, I would like to say that if you go back and listen to the pod that uh, Ox and I did together, I did say the Cardinals were the worst team in football, and uh, they're proving me right so far. Well, the Bills are trying to prove you wrong. but <laughs> the, yeah. the Bills are doing everything in their power. <laughs> Uh, to battle with the Cardinals. But they have scored more than six points. That's true. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny. You see, like, uh, Patrick Patterson making plays, uh, getting interceptions on the sidelines, and you just see it, and there's still no excitement. Knocking down threes. You're just, just like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Because um, they yeah. got Sam Bradford at quarterback. You that, can't that, have any. That was good. That was a good joke there, Alex. Yeah, it's Patrick Peterson. <laughs> I know you. Uh, you call me. Thank you. We are good fact checkers here. <laughs> Peterson, Patrick Patterson, uh, who is? Does he still play in the Thunder? Anyways, not a basketball podcast. Uh, even though I apparently subconsciously try to make it a basketball podcast. Uh, but yes. It's just uh, tough time. But there are some really fun defenses around the league just to kind of look at because you never know fully what you're going to get as they go out there. It's it's cool that the Cleveland Browns really have it. We didn't talk much about them, but the Cincinnati Bengals have a, a very strong defense. The Jaguars' defense is uh, looking uh, very solid as well. Uh, Broncos are stronger than I thought they'd be. It's it's some good even, defensive Even teams. the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys have been, been stingy. Uh, uh, as they've been out there. A team that has not been is a personal rant here. The Detroit Lions, with their new defensive head coach, uh, Uh seem to um, 
not have brought that Patriots defense uh, to to the, to the team yet. So I'm hoping that it's, it's not working for you. It's yeah. just because we faced a couple of the greatest offenses in the last two weeks with uh, Saver Sam Donald and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, that that's the only reason why our defenses look shaky. I I can't imagine it not being righted this weekend. They'll turn it around. Yeah, yeah not. Not too tough a matchup this weekend. Uh, I th- obviously Matt Patricia knows knows the offense, so he should be able to figure this out, right? Exactly, and and, and that's that's the thing. I mean, if <laughs> he can outsmart Bill Belichick, and you know, I mean, Tom Brady has never been able to uh, withstand scrutiny or time because uh, I just always said he's a gimmicky quarterback. So now that this guy has studied him, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to stop him pretty easily. <laughs> Oh man, there's gonna be a nice frustrated rant after that game on Sunday. I can tell you that much. Uh, but a lot of people who had frustrated, like yes, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people sounded re- like Reeb this this week as they watched their kickers attempt to kick uh, field goals. Who wants to take lead on some of the fun uh, kicking storylines around the league? Just, uh, Zane uh, Gonzalez, how, how, uh, that was it. He, he, I think I really thought that you can go, Alex. Apparently, I, I he, he had a, he had a groin injury that uh, Hugh Jackson didn't know about, surprisingly, because I mean he usually knows everything that's going on. Yeah, why would the head coach know about an injury to his player? Yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, that's not his in his job description. No, but like I said last week, it felt like the Steelers game was the one the Browns should have won. I was wrong. This was definitely the one that they should have won. <laughs> They're all the ones they and should have won. They just found just an unbelievably just obscene way to lose. And I feel so bad for the players on the Browns and the fans because that's that's almost as bad as the 2015 Bengals loss in the playoffs. I mean, it's not as – the stakes aren't as high, but to give up 18 points in the fourth quarter – and then have a miraculous throw to tie it up and then miss. I'm surprised he didn't get cut right there on the field. Well, I mean, it was a the the last field goal he attempted was a 51 yarder. It wasn't like an easy field goal. I know he missed the extra point. It really point. felt. It felt like Hugh just sent him out there to say, "All right, kick for your job. If you make it, we'll keep you. If you miss, you're gone." Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously he had to kick the field goal. There's he wasn't going to try a hail mary there. I mean, they had eight seconds. They could have gone like a quick, just out. Or yeah, something. then they get tackled and bounds, and then the, yeah, and that would I'm be pretty sure the defense yeah. would be ready for a quick out with uh, eight seconds to go. Uh, that should be. Uh, well, in the other game, uh, they weren't ready for that when uh, Aaron Rodgers did it uh, against the against the Vikings. Uh, but nobody amazing. nobody could have seen that Aaron Rodgers was going to do that out there. No, <laughs> let's play 15 <laughs> yards off the ball, come up and make a tackle. That was actually the kick that uh, Mason Crosby missed after being iced. But uh, then Daniel Carlson missed three field goals in the game, one early on, then two in overtime. The last one, (laughs) 35-yarder, overtime expired to win the game. His kick started right, all of them, and then just continued to hit people who were on the 50-yard line. They just took a straight right turn instantly. Well, I was the watching. Vikings thought they were free of Blair Walsh, but really they just have to suffer. But man, Mike Zimmer, did you hear him after the uh, after they cut 
uh, Carlson. Like, it was that, an easy decision. <laughs> yeah, like it was an easy decision. And it's like, and they were like, "How how did you make the decision?" It's like, did you watch the game? Did you watch like, the game? Cold blooded. Like, He's imagine not wrong. I, I mean, imagine if I was just like, "Hey, uh, Reed, you made a couple bad jokes this podcast. You're you're out." <laughs> like, how many jobs are like that? That like you just. I mean, you can uh, that, but, like that. that is how it works in the, in the uh, professional football uh, where yeah. you only have 16 games and if you just throw one away because you can't kick any kicks like I again think if he made that 35 yarder and they win the game you probably forgive it say he's a rookie he's got nerves when he made the kick that counts and we'll move on but the fact that he just missed two almost identical kicks both to the right one of them was seriously not even close from the get go and then the 35-yarder where he asked, put it centered in the field. They got it centered in the field. He just smashes it right. Like, at least make a different mistake. Uh, <laughs> and just <laughs> cold-blooded, but he wants his team to be refocused. And uh, they happen to make a pretty big acquisition. So I think they're going to be feeling pretty good about it. Right, Dan I, Bailey, I, all I, healthy I, now. I, I agree that he had to cut him, but like – would you say that, like, if he had cut his quarterback or any other position, would he talk about it like that? Probably. If you had to cut your quarterback after a game, he would have had to do something so horrendous <laughs> that you would probably have to say something like that. <laughs> Worse than like a Nathan Josh Peterman. Freeman. Josh Freeman Giants Monday night. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was when even the announcers were going off on him. Just being like, yeah, he's like, not prepared. Make it stop, man. <laughs> I uh, Since we're talking about kickers, I just want to have a quick moment of silence for Greg the Leg. He'll be out for a few weeks. Yeah, that was uh, a surprise. The best kicker in football, and I will absolutely try to trade for him in a few fans. Yeah, Sean, Mc, Sean McVay must have like been playing Greg Zerloin in fantasy, and like didn't want his opponent to know that he should mention him. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal for me, uh, but that's okay. Uh, but as you as you look at that, who was the um oh, man? Who was the um the kicker for? Oh, I'm about to name a thousand of them. Kicker for the Chargers. They were excited about it. He basically uh, he missed like two kicks and then they got rid of him. Oh, uh, Young Ho Koo. Yes, Young Ho Koo. Man, I, somebody give that guy a call. I feel like he's got some chops. Just that he just played for the Chargers. He deserves like a third chance Aguayo or a fourth might chance. Get a fifth chance. There's so many teams looking for kickers. Someone call Martin Gramatica. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. The, I mean, how the Lions lucked out with Matt Prater a couple of years ago and. I mean, the Vikings may even have with, with Dan Bailey here, but just having a steady kicker is something that's just, uh, man, I mean, you got like Justin Tucker and stuff. It's just, it, it makes your team so much more confident because like, it's just so deflating to miss those kicks, especially with consistency. And you have to be there on the sideline with the stress of like, I hope maybe he can make this one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't really have much faith in Fat Randy, but you know we signed him <laughs> to a two-year extension because he can make forty-yard field goals when they don't matter. Fortunately, none of our teams that play in very big games. So, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? We. <laughs> oh gosh, oh man. But talking about uh, teams that uh, potentially will be headed to some big games, we got a few two and O teams this year. 
uh, and a couple undefeated teams. Who by these undefeated teams are you most impressed by that you really believe in? We'll start with you, Alex. Oh, great. Uh, mine would be the Minnesota Vikings. I know they just tied a game, but they their defense looks as good as ever. They held the Packers to one offensive touchdown. The Packers kicked five field goals, and they were able to move the ball okay, but they defense still seems pretty stout. They, they were unfortunate that they got the block punt for a touchdown, and obviously the three missed field goals hurt. But Kirk looks great. I think the offense is only going to get better. Um, they they had a few miscues um, in just in terms of they have a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. That's going to happen. I think uh, it'll get better. But they have the best receiving core duo in the league, in my opinion. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen have been amazing. They only are made to look better by Laquan Treadwell, by comparison. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> But they still have Kyle Rudolph, who's a good tight end, and Dalvin Cook has made a lot of plays receiving out of the backfield and running the ball as well. Uh, I think this uh, I think this is a team that's ready to make a Super Bowl run. And they definitely have a coach who was confident. So I, I, I again, was high on the Vikings at the start of the season, still high even after that unfortunate tie for them. What about you, Pep? What uh, undefeated team are you uh, really believing in, buying in the hype? Uh, the Dolphins. I think this is the Dolphins here. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, Dolphins fans, screenshot your football conference right now. You're at the top right now. Um, but I'd say the Broncos. Um, you know, they had that year last year. It didn't go as planned. But they've been getting it done so far. And the defense still looks good. And Case Keenum is an intriguing option at quarterback. And they're moving the ball. They've got an interesting backfield with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see what how they do down the road in this division. Uh, it's still going to be pretty competitive, I think. For sure. For sure. How about you, Reed? I'm going to go with the Jags. You know, that defense is still at an elite level, and they are in probably one of the weaker divisions in football. Uh over in the AFC too, so it's a bit of an easier path than some of these good NFC teams. Mm-hmm. And Blake Bortles, I feel like he's it kind of came into fruition last year, but it's carried over into this year. He's just minimizing his mistakes. I think he knows his role, and I mean he opened it up a little bit against the Patriots, and they obviously had success with it. I mean, for them to beat the Patriots without. Fournette and it's not Greg Robinson. Obviously, it's not Greg Robinson. But who's their their tackle that was out? Cam Robinson. And Cam Robinson. That's right. Yeah, to beat the Patriots without those two guys, I mean, it's impressive for Blake because he didn't really have his safety valve with Fournette, and you know they still laid it on the Patriots. Yeah, yeah I feel like Bortles almost plays better when Fournette's out just because he's willing to take some more chances they kind of put it in his hands a little bit more I mean Blake Bortles has been an amazing garbage time QB so sometimes he just pretends like the whole game is garbage time and he actually does pretty well Uh, I guess you got nothing to lose when you're playing the Patriots pretty much especially when your team is like (laughs) 1-11 against him so only one of two quarterbacks for the Jags to ever beat the Patriots uh for me, 
the team that I most believe in that's uh, 2-0 would have definitely been the Lions, except they uh, didn't win either of their games. So I will believe in the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, again, they, they have not faced the competition that really shows that they're a battle-tested team. However, playing the weaker schedule than they have already, they just took care of business in ways that a dominant team should. Their defense is stout, and their offense wasn't even satisfy, satisfied with blowing people out. Uh, and so they know that they can do better, and they're prepared to do better. Uh, and I really think this uh, Los Angeles Rams team is just ridiculously good i feel bad for the people of st louis that are like we loved you while you were going through all this seven and nine crap but uh you know los angeles gets to enjoy the good stuff because i think the rams are for real uh so we talked about uh, surprises a little bit for these undefeated teams miami is everybody is that everybody's surprise team or are there other uh, surprise teams i guess the bucks I was not expecting the Bucks to be two and zero right now with the teams think, that they played. I don't think anybody expected the Bucks to beat the the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, I, yeah. They they have to be the biggest surprise, uh, despite the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, is the MVP right now. I mean, over Mahomes. I, I think I take. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has clearly outplayed Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes has been great, but I think Fitzpatrick has been far better. I think the Bucks are just more surprising to me because they actually look really, really good. I don't think the Dolphins are fooling anyone. Right. I don't know, man. I really uh, I think they're about to turn it on here as they've now caught, caught what it's like to be leading that division after week two. I think they are stoked. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> sorry, Ryan Tannehill is 9-1 uh, and one in his last 10 starts. Dude. That is real. I expect Bravo, that to continue. Uh, I really do. <laughs> and so now, now flipping around uh, for our winless teams, winless teams. Who of them do you think can really turn around? You think the Bills and the Cardinals are really going to uh, fix their reputation? <laughs> uh, who wants to take this one? Okay, you got it. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't think the Bills or the Cardinals can really turn this one around. Wait it's for the overreaction section for that one. <laughs> the team I would like to say that could turn around is either the Raiders or the Texans. I think a lot of people are disappointed with the Raiders start, but they've had they had a tough loss against the Broncos last week and they had a tough matchup against the Rams last week. I want to see how they do down the road. And Deshaun Watson on the Texans, can he improve his play a little bit? And overall, can the guys improve their play a little bit? Those are my two teams. <laughs> how about you, Reap? What, uh, what teams are you thinking when these winless might have a shot? As much as I don't want to say this, I think it's the Steelers for me. Yeah, it seems like... At the beginning of every year, there's some sort of drama going on, and you know they might start out like four and three or three three and four, but then they they figure it out and they turn it on and they go on a stretch of winning and they're in competition for like the second or third seed in the AFC. I think they'll figure it out. Big Ben certainly did look uh, better, put up better numbers this last week, so that's that's hopeful for them. How about you, uh, Alex? Uh, well, obviously, I believe in the Texans as well. I'm not hopping off the Deshaun Watson train just yet, but 
Uh, if I have to pick another team, I would pick the Cleveland Browns. I think that they are clearly talented. They played two really good offenses, and I think their defense has gotten the better of them both times. Miles um, Garrett uh, is a stud, and I think they're once they may make a quarterback change, their offense might be a little bit better. I, I don't. I don't mean to hate on Tyrod. I, I like Tyrod okay, but uh, I think Baker Mayfield will will be just be, be a lot better. And I think it's obvious Baker's got more upside. Tyrod is just going to give you like a consistent C performance. Right. And the and the other thing the Browns got going for him is that turning it around means like two wins. So uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they got a good chance to do that. Yeah, any amount of wins is an improvement. They've already improved on last year. Yep. Oh man, pretty much. Uh, you guys all make some pretty great points, uh, but you guys have missed the by far most obvious team that is definitely going to turn around. Um, they had a new coach that was just trying to uh, figure it out, and he's totally going to settle in this week. Um, the Detroit Lions, I fully expect, will finish it. Uh, probably, I mean, I'll get to say thirteen three. They'll slip up. They're human, but uh, we'll really be carrying it. I mean. You're just looking at their squad. Okay, they're negative 34 in point differential right now. Throw that out. Ignore it. That stuff doesn't even matter. Uh, and as you look at the competition they play, they're in a weak division. Uh, they don't really have any good quarterbacks that they have to go against there. Their defenses are pretty soft. So uh, I really feel like the, the – I mean, it's all set up for Detroit to really – they got to play the Rams, no big deal, the Patriots. Uh they're going to be a battle-tested team, so I'm excited for Detroit to turn around. You guys agree? Yeah, a bunch of easy wins. Yeah. A bunch, a bunch of easy wins. Uh, thank you for uh, participating in my delusional uh, moment there. Uh, you got to keep the hope alive. Never never give up hope. Uh, we'll let you have it. Yeah. Until also, can we, we can we just dismiss the whole people being like, oh, if you start 0-2, you only have this – percent chance to make the playoffs that's just yeah, that's ridiculous that, that makes no sense because just because <laughs> all these te- this percentage of zero and two teams make the playoffs doesn't mean that you have that chance the reason all these zero and two teams miss the playoffs because they're bad teams the bad teams start zero and two and they miss the playoffs because they're bad not because they start zero and two exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh man! Well, it's it is, it's about that time. Don't worry, guys. We practice this segment after the first uh, debacle, but it is our overreactions from the from week two. Uh, and so, who has their overreaction from week two ready to go? And again, this is not a time to be modest. It's time to overreact. I've I've got mine, and I'm not going to start it off with my b- bold prediction. Is yeah, this thank time. you. You could do this, Reaper. A little redemption. All right. I'll, I'll I'll do my best. I think that the Patriots dynasty is crumbling. Oh, dang. I think it is close to its end. There is a report that came out either today or yesterday that Brady was wasn't even sure he was going to come back to New England for this year because he didn't get along with Belichick so much. They had that whole story that came out last year of the dysfunction, and you know they tried to just wave it away say it was fake but do we all believe that it's all you know hunky dory over in new england well, i'm just more concerned that they lost to blake bortles rather than any uh, in-house uh, disagreements they're having so that's that's what worries me uh with the pats yeah that's gonna put a dent in any armor that really hits your pride yeah um uh, 
how about you, Alex? What's your overreaction from week two? Yeah, so uh, my my overreaction is that you know I just I don't think this podcast is going very well. So uh, I'm I'm retiring from <laughs> pro football shows. See you guys. Oh, oh wow. You know, that's totally normal for someone to just uh, give up halfway through the second podcast of the season. Uh, okay. Uh, what's your face <laughs> on the bill? <laughs> Which one? Bonte Davis, whatever your name is. Oh, man. Uh, we wish we wish him a uh, great rest of his career and uh, in, in life. Thank you for all the, the hard work you've done for Pro football jokes. Did he already get his guaranteed money? Uh, yes, he did conveniently. Just at the 30-minute mo- mark of this podcast, got all his guaranteed money. So well played by him. And uh, we have to go back out and pretend that we have a chance in this football game or this podcast. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Pep, what's your overreaction? I cannot believe the Cardinals lost 34 to nothing. I really had hope for this team. And I think I, I, I'm just done with them. Oh. I'm done. They, you're over, you're crossing they them really off. Just, They're no good. You don't think Sam Bradford zero. can lead that team back? I mean, if he doesn't quit checking it down, not enough. <laughs> they got I mean, he needs to check it down I think, more. I think you that's know, true. Team is uh, and so, my, I think the Bradford, the Bradford. Sorry, sorry, no, Jack. I just, I gotta talk about Sam Bradford. I, the experiment, it's failed. They just need to admit that it's failed throw in Josh Rosen because they're not getting anything done as of now. Even David Johnson isn't getting anything done. Can I use the raise my hand feature? You can. Go for it. I think the Cardinals should sign Christian Ponder. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm coming out of retirement. Uh, I'm pulling a Brett Favre, Ada Snickers, so I'm good now. I'm not going to overreact anymore. (laughs) I can see the tears but, in your eyes. I mean, the Cardinals. I I think people overblew how how good they're like. People were saying, "Oh, this would be a good situation to put Josh Rosen. He's got David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and like, yeah, that's all he has." The the Cardinals are not a good team, even if Josh Rosen comes in the game. Obviously, he can't be worse than Sam Bradford has been. Just get him the experience. I'm have no problem with that, but I'm just saying I don't think that's just going to turn this team around. Well, no, their season what is if lost. He's as bad as Ryan Lindley. Oh God, but, I can't imagine he'd be that bad. Yeah, I, I think it's fine to do whatever you want. This, you're going to get a high draft pick, you know. Yeah. Focus on next year. What do they go for in the draft? <laughs> Everything. <Whatever they're> there. <laughs> the Patriots trade down, get like seven more picks, and and make it work. Uh. As for my overreaction, and this, I mean, is probably not even much of an overreaction, but I'm trying here, is I think there is a new greatest quarterback in the NFC South. Move over Matt Ryan, move over Cam Newton, and move over Drew Brees. You guys just don't have it anymore. There's Fitz Magic in the house, who is the class of the NFC South. He will. Uh, continue his dominance, his efficiency, and his big play ability. Uh, and I am excited to see more amazing uh, post-game coverages and outfits from the, the greatest quarterback and maybe the entire NFC. 
I heard, I don't know if this is a rumor, if this is true, but I heard that he just took what Deshaun Jackson wore at his post-game conference and yeah, threw I it heard, on. I heard that too. Uh, that, that was a pretty cool <laughs> press conference. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that Deshaun Jackson likes Fitzpatrick a lot more than Jameis so, Winston. So what do, you, what do you guys think happens to what happens with Jameis? Like, I think there's no way he gets the starting job back. He's a backup. But, he's got to He's got to just remain but, the backup. Are you just they're they got they got to get him off the team, they got to trade him, they got to cut him, put him in a Uber, and then he'll get himself arrested. And then you're are good. you just assuming like you're just going to leave Ryan Fitzpatrick in there and you're going to assuming he's eventually going to lose the job and Jameis will take back over? Or are you just hoping Ryan Fitzpatrick nah, is just, the future nah. and you're just moving on from just Jameis. ride that train to as many wins as you can and then you drop somebody else because yeah. Jameis they, then, they've had enough that. I just don't think Jameis is going to be the person they need. Is he's struggled to be the the high character leader that they've needed to build that team. And what are you talking about? Uh, again, so, <laughs> in, so uh, you and I might have different definitions of high character then, if if that's a question. Uh, but then also, Hot take. and and again, and again with that, it just he's he struggled on the field too. So they had a, a a similar team last year, and they were terrible, and then suddenly they've had a great start. So. I expect uh, this Fitzmagic train to continue going, and we'll see them uh, deep into the uh, season. Can I uh, add one more overreaction? Uh, of course. I was really disappointed not to see a clip of Ryan Fitzmagic eating a W. <laughs> before the game. Okay. <laughs> uh. And now I have to go pull that clip up because it <laughs> Just seeing Deshaun Jackson's face in the background. Like, what it. What did I get myself into? Oh my gosh! Let's eat this W on Pro Football Jones. <laughs> what I don't get is Fitzpatrick. St- didn't Fitzpatrick start a couple games last year, and he did not look nearly this well, good. Uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right? Like, that's <laughs> you know, since two thousand four. Yeah, he was good that one year on the Jets, and then he won in money, and then it all fell yeah, apart. He almost made the playoffs that year. That was that was cool. Super cool. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Well, any other uh, last closing thoughts from you guys? Excited for another week of football. This past week, I actually watched Red Zone, and it felt like I was fully enveloped back into the season, and it was was a good feeling. I'm glad you actually watched the games, considering (laughs) we uh, run a uh, Pro Football Jokes website and do podcasts. With hey, the first week, the first week I was out, and then I only caught most of the four o'clock games, and that's why he is unpaid. But you know, <laughs> we're still happy to have him. Good to be here. Uh, I guess my last thing to add is, I love football, man. I love watching the game. How about football? <laughs> How about pro football jokes, man? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm just gonna add. Uh, I think the Redskins have clearly shown that they are still the best team in football. They want to make the Colts kind of feel good about themselves. Um, and yeah, it was charity. It was, nice. it was really charity. And by the way, I was wondering by, this. By oh, the way, we, we were we were kind of making fun of Marcus Hunt uh, a few podcasts ago, but he has played really well. <laughs> He's, yeah, I was gonna say he's had a good couple yeah, of games. He, yeah, he I appreciate actually it. have finally developed into the star that the Bengals once hoped he. Yeah, and surprisingly, not with the Bengals. Yeah, I was wondering this earlier for Pearson and Alex. 
Who is the guy that you're really rooting for on the Redskins? I was thinking about it, how it just seems like kind of a patched together team. And I don't know who is really like the fan favorite. I'm rooting for Dan Snyder. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is an unpopular Uh, opinion. Well, I guess I'm always rooting for Alex Smith, but aside from that, I'm always rooting for Chris Thompson. He'll get his touches. I I like Chris Thompson. Gets his touches. Uh, Team player. I like... Like Who's been on the team the longest? Kerrigan? Probably Kerrigan's been since... No, Trent Williams has been longer than Kerrigan. Okay. Um, Yeah, Trent Williams, then Kerrigan the next year. I think that, um, that he's been there the longest. So basically too many names to choose from. A lot of fan favorites. <laughs> Are they still chanting RG3 in the game? <laughs> it's, always, it's always fun to root for. Oh, of course. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I think that'll go ahead and do it here for this week to addition uh, for our Pro Football Jokes podcast. Be on the lookout for more content, maybe some previews, maybe some other top stories, and of course a recap coming in next a week and so for the freaking beast himself alex pep the chap and reeb the unpaid intern i am gem 3220 thank you for listening thank you for joining us shout out happy birthday kenny brett man hope it's going great uh and uh happy birthday oh, it's also robert could i add one more thing oh, oh wow how do we be- oh well, new podcast fired <laughs> up <laughs> hold on guys is it really a pro football jokes podcast if we don't um, play our favorite th- sound those, bites those- those are on Let's make them uncomfortable. For, um, a podcast. <laughs> technical difficulties. Um, hold on a sec. Some uh, technical difficulties with this uh, website. Um, I might have to like. We'll fix it yeah. in post. <laughs> Who is running this behind the scenes? All right, we need. All right, we're gonna hire someone in our next podcast <laughs> to run run the show. If you, uh, you want to make zero money, <laughs> uh, so you're gonna pay him. <laughs> yeah, we. We might. We you might can read. pay him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Coming out of your pocket. All the money that I got for my birthday, I'll just give it to this guy to Perfect. play sound clips. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Oh, I got it, guys. Hey, that was, that was, that was pretty good. Compete every day, man. <laughs> There we go. Excellent. That's one heck of a show, guys. All right. Again, thanks for (laughs) listening to Pro Football Jokes, and uh, please go ahead and uh, check out all our wonderful articles, and we'll uh, be back here soon.